0: The Grandmother Stories, Seeking Light in Dark Times. Hello, I'm Catherine Matheson, writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. I've walked this earth through six decades and even the fools among us can see the situation in this world that our children will inherit is dire. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, Your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times. Episode 1. How to talk to the wind and hear its stories. The air you're breathing is ancient. It's been here moving around the world longer than there have been people, which means the air you're breathing right now is the very air that every human that has ever lived has breathed. Can you imagine how amazing the air must have smelled when there were no cars? Well, okay, before steam engines and trains and factories, before the Industrial Revolution, say 500 years ago, when there were only about half a billion people on the planet, when most of the earth was still covered by trees. Let's not worry about what the air smells like today. Let's consider how incredibly sweet it must have smelled in places where no people lived back then, in forests and across grasslands, where people were few and far between. Imagine you're a young child living in the long time ago, when everything was handmade. The only light at nighttime was from campfires or stars, and everything moved according to the sun's rising and setting and the seasons as they came and went. So here you are, standing on a beautiful green hill, and you can see forests and a river and rolling hills of trees and grassy places all around you. What would that air smell like? It would probably be soft and tangy with the scent of trees and earth and herbs. Now, imagine being able to smell a change in the weather and to know the moods of the wind. You could learn to catch the scent of all the places the wind had traveled that day. It would bring you stories, books upon books of stories for you to smell and feel and listen and know. It would carry the voices of those who spoke in it their jokes and their chatter, their murmurs and their cries. Imagine a time when there were more animal voices than human ones for the wind to carry to you. When the animals and humans shared a knowing of the wind, they could read it and hear it and taste it to know what tomorrow's weather would bring. There is such a power and a treasure house of memory in the wind. It holds the memories of all the voices and sounds ever made and spoken and sent out into the world. It is like a layer of memory wrapped around the earth, holding its treasures for any who are willing and able to stand still long enough to listen, in a place silent enough for the wind to be heard. Imagine asking the wind to share its memories with you, especially the ones it's been keeping for you. What do you think might happen if you stood with a heart full of intention and joy and asked the wind to bring you the stories and memories it has been holding just for you? A long, long time ago, long before the world that exists now, imagine there were schools where wise ones, wise old ones, taught the young ones all they needed to know about the wind. Those students first had to master their connection with air, with the wind and the clouds, the gentle breezes and the great roaring storms. They learned to speak with the wind. They learned to listen to it. They were ready to move to the next stage of their study when they learned something about themselves from the wind. If these words resonate with you, you hold the skill still in your bones. You can practice listening to the wind. You don't have to listen with your ears, though. You listen with your heart and the skin on your face. You can hear the wind through your body and let it speak to your heart. It's an old skill. Most people in the world have forgotten. But there was a time when everyone knew because it helped them survive. Only the youngest among us can remember now if they're reminded about it. We are all born knowing how to hear the wind tell its stories. The thing is, because it's been in the lungs and the words of every human being that ever lived, the air knows every story that has ever happened. And once you remember that, and then learn to converse with it yourself, you will never be bored or lonely. Once when I listened to the wind, it told me a story about my great grandfather and how he found his gift in life during a hurricane. At the start of the United States Civil War in the 1860s, Patrick Thomas Dunnigan enlisted as a New York 47th Regiment volunteer for the Union Army. He was proud to enlist. On that day in September 1861, he was surrounded by young men, lined up around the block, waiting to sign their names so they could fight for President Lincoln and be home for Christmas with money in their pockets. They had perfected their strategies and earned their stripes in the muddy streets of New York. There were 17 of them all together, and they called themselves the Rogues. They had grown up together, fighting other street kids in the Five Points neighborhood, and they had already bled and fought for each other. The day they joined the army they thought themselves brave and fearless. Their voices were loud and happy as they bragged about the things they had survived already. They had just enough of a high opinion of themselves to believe they would come through the war altogether just the way they were on that day. There were speeches in the streets and parties in the halls and all the talk was of fortunes and adventure. So that's how Patrick found himself a few weeks later boarding a ship at Annapolis with just a few weeks of training. His ship was part of a flotilla of 60 Union Army ships, loaded with horses and men and guns. They were being sent down the coast to capture the port, called Port Royal. A few days out, the wind picked up, strong enough to knock the caps off their heads, as Patrick and his friends stood on the deck of their ship watching the dark clouds roll in. They were surrounded by long trenches and growing hills of waves. They could see that they were headed toward a black wall of cloud and rain and even bigger waves in that churning Atlantic Ocean. The setting sun showed its best light all day as it sank below the clouds to put a glow on everything just before it sank into the horizon of the cold gray sea. In that moment, every surface was illuminated and the ship seemed to shine like gold and it felt to Patrick as if the ship was floating, not on water, but on light. He had a feeling of warmth and well-being suddenly, a feeling of light-headed strangeness, and the next thing he knew, he felt as if he was rising up above the ship. It was like he was standing in two places at once, with his feet still firmly planted on the deck of the ship, but now he was also seeing the ship from a great height and all the other ships around it, besides. From that height, he could see clear pathways through the mountains of waves, not only for the ship he was on, but for the others too. The pathways mapped lines of deep, clear blue etched in gold shining on the water. And then he saw that some ships began to follow the paths that would keep them safe, winding through the valleys and canyons through the storm. He knew that some would falter, but most would somehow follow the right path forward to find their way. Patrick saw it like a pattern of light and harmony being woven into the chaos and the darkness. And he saw and he knew all of this in a heartbeat. One moment he was standing on the deck and the next his head was in the clouds. And then the next moment after that, he was stumbling back on the deck again and hands were reaching out to help him His friends knew he would often have uncanny experiences. Even so, what happened to Patrick on the deck of that ship that day was new. Until then, he would have these minor moments of clarity, a feeling he should turn down a certain road or choose not to do something. And always his notions, as they were called, turned out to be right. This was the beginning of a whole new level for Patrick, his notions had shifted to a completely new place. His friends had seen him stop and get a particular kind of calm expression, even as he was responding to orders along with all the other soldiers as they were tying everything down. The storm was bearing down on them, and at the moment the sun was setting, it appeared below the clouds, and almost every other soldier on board looked up. His friends recognized that Patrick was in a kind of a trance, and they moved to shield him from the others. He stood that way for what seemed like ages, but was perhaps a full minute. Then the sun set, and they were all enveloped in a gloomy, thick pall. Patrick came to himself again, though he wavered and stumbled. His friends caught him to keep him from falling face-first onto the deck. Looking into their faces as he stood on the deck of that ship in all its heaving, groaning glory, Patrick thought about the thousands of souls traveling into the jaws of the hurricane. It's all right, lads, he said. Then the sergeant hollered, shouting for them to move their sorry backsides if they didn't want to get swept overboard. They scrambled to the places assigned to them in the hold, and Patrick told them not to worry. It's going to be a rough ride, but we'll come out all right, he told them. I've seen it, In the long years of the war ahead, Patrick remembered nothing that could compare to the howling vastness of that storm. It felt as if the raging, relentless winds and the seething boil of the entire bulk of all the oceans in the world were hurling themselves at them, intent on rending and swallowing them whole. All he could do was to surrender himself to the power of the elements, keeping that picture of a bright streaming sunshine caressing the dark timber of the ship. After a time, he said, it seemed as if he could see it embracing them all in light to keep the storm at bay. Patrick's ship was damaged, but it survived the storm. And the Union army did win through the hurricane to take on Port Royal. And he was changed from that moment on the deck of that ship, given an expanded sense of the world that would continue to come to him in moments of intense danger to help him survive all the battles that followed in the Civil War. There are gifts in the storms of our lives and pathways to look for to find our way forward Help comes in strange ways if we keep our hearts and minds open. And if we do that, we might hear it whisper or even shout at us in the wind. If you are able to come to that place to feel what it might be like to talk to the wind, you may also find yourself remembering that your human body contains more than just the DNA your ancestors have given you. Your heart is more than a living organism that pumps blood through your veins your heart is the center of a powerhouse of potential that you can learn to use. You are a living, organic being, containing ancient technology, and as the operator, the driver of this incredible body you inhabit, you can choose, quite literally, to learn how to use this technology in ways that might seem magic, but which are, in fact, your birthright. No matter how far you look back, Remember that your ancestors survived incredible circumstances, and you are here because of their determination and their love. This is your time, your moment, your life. Finding your light when the world seems so dark may seem daunting, but I believe in you, and I know you have come here with that exact purpose. I found my way to this space through meditation and through reading as many books as I could find and then feeling my way forward to find what pathways I could see, taking one step at a time as it showed itself. There are many more stories I'm planning to share with you in future episodes, and I'm including the links to some of my favorite books in the notes. This podcast is for my grandchildren, to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find, even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, and your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we're all seeking light in dark times. See you soon.